Hello and welcome to Tea is Good, Books Are Better, the podcast where we drink tea and talk about books. I'm Raven. I'm Jessica. Today we are going to be covering... A Catelyn chapter and an Arya chapter, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, we could do an Arya chapter too. Yeah. <laughs> I'll wing it. We'll see how it goes. Jess didn't take notes for this one, so she'd have to make nope. it up on the spot, but yeah, have to go through and do my best. Could be chaotic, but um could be fun. most likely. <laughs> and most likely. <laughs> could be a mess, but could be amusing. Yes, very most likely. <laughs> very most likely. That will happen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what are we drinking today? My same old citrus and ginger tea. Classic Jess. Anything with ginger in it. It must luck for ginger. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sipping on my iced tea because it's still fucking 30 degrees in my house. It sure the heck is. And my ass is sweating. You're welcome for that visual. (laughs) (laughs) All right, where did we leave off our characters, Jess? As Rob's host travels to the twins, Rob tells Kat of his plans to name Jon Snow his heir if he cannot have a son with his wife. Then the Hound tells Arya that he's bringing her to the twins so that he can take the gold for himself. Well, well. Oh, that Sandor. Oh, that Sandor. Then you like sitcom laughter. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, a comedy starring a a sitcom starring um, the Hound and Arya. Holy shit, I would watch the fuck out of that. (laughs) Same, bro. (laughs) All their shenanigans they get up to. (laughs) I'd love that. That'd be awesome. That would be amazing. It would just be them. Her, it would just be her trying to kill him, like, all the time. He takes it from her and is like, naughty, naughty, as like, everyone laughs in the background. Yeah, the laugh track. Uh. <laughs> That'd be great. Well, there's a, there's a million dollar idea right there. It yeah, have come with, like, the best duos. So, like, Sandor and Arya, Brienne and, and Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are they funny the duo? I think they're getting buddy buddy. Yeah, I think so. After like... Jamie comes back for her, they're definitely buddy buddy now. Yeah, but where's the comedy yeah. in that in that pair? I mean, him trying to not be attracted to her, but getting bones. Him making inappropriate jokes and her just like sh- shaking her head at him and wah Like, oh, that Jamie. <laughs> can't keep his Lannister mouth shut oh that Kingslayer and then it like, right. uh, goes to a close up of him frowning at the camera like I don't like that name <laughs> <laughs> alright Catelyn I'm sweating <laughs> same Catelyn chapter 49 Catelyn so <laughs> Catelyn 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 say it now cause I won't be saying it for much longer <clears throat> it's Catelyn, you Cat. Cat, Rob, Edmure, and Rob's host arrive at the twins. There are thousands of men camped around the castle. 
Cat warms Rob, warms, warns Rob to be careful and polite and to take any food and drink there offered. If nothing is offered, ask for bread, cheese, and a cup of wine. She says once they've eaten of his bread and salt, they have the guest right, and the laws of hospitality protect them beneath Walter Gray's roof. That's interesting. Hmm. What kind of law is this? The law of hospitality. Yeah, but like, if you don't eat beneath their roof, do they have the right to oh. just kill you where you stand? Like, I don't... Yeah, because <laughs> they haven't been hospitable to you. They're not hosting you if you... Yeah, they haven't fed you. Weird. Eh? Eh? Yeah, eh? no. It's still- no. It doesn't make <laughs> sense. <laughs> uh, four Freys meet them outside the western gatehouse. When they get close, Grey Wind starts snarling and doesn't listen to Rob when he calls him and tells him to shush. Grey Wind suddenly rushes at the Freys, and Cat has to steer her horse between them to get the direwolf to back off. Rob is startled by this, and the phrase, offended. They notice that Jane isn't with Rob and says their lord will be displeased. Another one of the phrase says they have chambers prepared for Rob, Cat, and Edmure, and his lord's bannermen are welcome to the feast as well. But they don't have enough to feed all of Rob's men. But they can set up camp beside their own, who are camped outside, and there are great feast tents set up to provide some shelter as well. They then head for the castle. Greywind causes more trouble, though, howling at the portcullis and forcing Rob to whisper sweet nothings into his ear to make him stop howling and move. So Rob sends Greywind to the kennels with Sir Reynold. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I just feel bad. Bad move, Rob. Oh, him bad sending Greywind away? Yeah. I guess he can't do much about it because he's acting aggressive, but like, pay attention to your wolf, buddy. Uh, yep. They meet Lord Frey inside. He's 91 years old, in his high seat, with his eighth wife standing next to him. <laughs> and she's, what, like 13 or something? What? Ew. <laughs> I don't know if she's that I just young, can't but... imagine him, like, like crawling on top of her. <laughs> Ugh. Ew. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Maybe he makes her do all the work. Ugh. Yuck. <laughs> At his feet is a man who looks like a younger version of him, except his eyes are vacant and he's wearing a crown and bells. Cat remembers Lord Walder, fathered a halfwit long ago. So, this is likely him. The hall is crowded with Freys. Lord Walder Frey greets them, starting by insulting Rob's crown for being bronze. But Rob says bronze is stronger than gold or silver. Mm-hmm, true. The halfwit's bells jingle, and Walder Frey introduces him as Aegon, saying he has less wit than a Cranog man, and they call him Jingle Bell. <laughs> man, Cranog men really have the short of the stick. <laughs> yeah, they don't have a very good reputation. Mm. They're like the, uh, the gingers. <laughs> <laughs> they soulless. <laughs> Rob greets Jingle Bell politely, but Walder tells him he's wasting his breath, since he doesn't understand half of what he's saying. Uh, Walder then greets Cat and Edmure and sends someone to fetch Lady Roslyn. Edmure's betrothed. <gasps> Ooh. Walder asks where Jane is, and Rob explains she was too weary for travel. Walder Frey is disappointed. 
He is certain she must be most fair if she could have made the king forget his promise. And he wanted to lay his eyes on her. Mm. Rob apologizes profusely for his wrongdoings and begs forgiveness. But Walder says it was his girls that Rob spurned, so perhaps he should apologize to them. Then he calls forth all of his maiden daughters, who line up beneath the dais, and introduces them all, though he forgets many of their names. <laughs> also, every time he forgets a name, they, like, remind him. Because he'll, mm-hmm. like, ask them. He's like, are you another Walda? So they'll, they'll tell him. again? Uh, yeah. But then he criticizes them for being too noisy and talking too much. <laughs> yeah. He does. Yep. A single word is too much from a girl's mouth. Yep. Rob apologizes to them, and they don't really seem to know how to react. Finally, Rosalind comes in. She is small, with narrow hips, but a pretty face. Cat sees Edmure's face light up at the sight of her. Cat, however, thinks she looks too weak and small to have healthy babies. Her, li- her hips are too narrow. Hips are too narrow, and breasts are too tiny. Hmm. Edmir and Rosalind exchange a few words before Lord Walder dismisses Rosalind to prepare for the wedding. He says they'll have sweet music and wine, and the red will run. (laughs) Um, um, um. (laughs) (laughs) He's like straight up telling them. Yep. Uh, Kat and Rob then ask for some food, bread, salt, and wine to be specific. And Lord Walder summons his servants to serve them. Cat feels more relaxed after nibbling and drinking. They should be safe now. Mm-hmm. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> Their rooms are also alter. Alter. Let me try that again. Their rooms are not altars. Their rooms are also surprisingly nice. They have free guards as well, but Cat wants to post their own guards. She tells Edmure this as she visits him in his room. And they also speak about Rosalind. Edmure is pleased with her and kind of shudders at the thought of having any of the other Frey girls. Fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) But he wonders why Lord Walder would refuse to let him choose unless he meant to give him someone hideous. Kat suggests Lord Walder wants Edmure to be happy with his bride. Or maybe Rosalind is his favorite daughter and the Lord of Riverrun seems a good match for her. Edmure wonders if she's barren. Cat says Walder wants his grandson to inherit River Run, so it wouldn't make sense for him to give Edmure a barren wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she has to admit it's possible. Like, who knows what that old geezer is thinking. <laughs> right. So Cat retreats to her own room, changes out of her wet clothes, and goes in search of Freys. She runs into lame Lothar in the main hall, she asks if Sir Perwin is around, but Lothar says he's away and won't make it back in time for the wedding, regrettably. Did you remember oh. Perwin at all? No. Me neither. But <laughs> apparently he's the one Bail. who helped escort Kat to Storm's End and back when she was sent to speak with Renly. Oh. And she had hoped to see him again. I wonder... Oh, keep going. Make note of that, though, because I feel like I know where you are going to yeah. go with that. <laughs> we'll talk about it after. So, Cat asks to be directed to the maester, then, for a woman's complaint when they ask her if she's sick. Just to get them to shut up and stop asking, I guess. Like, oh, shit, the blood. They're like, ugh, gross. (laughs) Nasty. (laughs) Gnarly, dude. (laughs) 
and Lothar escorts her to another part of the castle where she meets Maester Brennett. Uh, when Lothar is left, she asks about Lady Rosalind's fertility, and the Maester assures her that the Lady Rosalind is healthy and fertile, and her mother even gave Lord Walder a child every year. So, uh, she's very fertile. <laughs> and can handle the babies. You can do the babies? The babies. Edmir will have more children than he knows what to do with, the Maester assures her. Satisfied, Cat goes to Rob, who is with some of his lords, including Lord Bolton, who is in a pale pink cloak trimmed with white fur. Fun little detail there. But important. Remember this. <laughs> the group tells her the Lannisters have taken the trident, and Sir Wendell Mander... Wendell Manderley's brother is taken again. I didn't remember when he was taken the first time, but okay. <laughs> when Manderley... Nope. Mm. No memory. Lord Bolton brought word of Winterfell. Clay Sirwin and Leobald Tallheart were slain. The castle and town are burned by the Iron Men, and some of Winterfell's people were taken back to the Dreadfort by Bolton's son, Ramsay. So they're all shook that Clay and Leobald were also some of the dead. And Cat reminds Bolton that his bastard has been accused of grievous crimes, murder, rape, and worse. Hmm. Roose Bolton admits it's true. Ramsay's blood is tainted, but he's a good fighter and swears to not rest as long as a single Greyjoy remains in the north. <laughs> Bolton hopes such service might atone in some small measure, but says it's up to the king when the war is done. Besides, he hopes to have a true-born son by then. <laughs> and Kat's like, bruh, that's cold. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah but also he's your kid. <laughs> yeah. Rob asks about Theon's fate, and Bolton shows him a letter with a strip of skin in it. Apparently from Theon's finger. I for sure thought there was going to be a penis in there. I did too! <laughs> <laughs> I was shocked when it wasn't. I'm like, a bit of finger skin? Okay. Oof. Scary. Oof. Okay. <laughs> it's, not, it's nothing compared to a penis. <laughs> what is a strip like of skin? a whole finger. Yeah. That too. Skin? Okay. okay. I guess it's just supposed to be like evidence of him fleeing him or whatever. Mm -hmm. Anyway, Bolton offers it to Cat as a small token of revenge. Part of Cat wants to take it and clutch it tightly, but she asks him to put it away instead. Obviously, still pissed about uh, her boys being murdered. Understandably. Yep. <laughs> of course. Rob says playing Theon will not bring his brothers back. He mm -hmm. wants Theon's head, not his skin. Lord Bolton says Theon could be useful alive, considering he's the rightful heir of the Iron Islands now. And Kat's huh. like, um, are you suggesting we do a trade or some shit? Because I'm not cool with keeping this motherfucker alive and freeing him. Bolton suggests holding him for now and demanding concessions from the Ironborn as a price of execution. Because whoever holds the sea stone chair will want Theon dead. Ah, big brain. Hmm. True. Yeah. Ooh. So saying, like, we're gonna keep him alive and protect him and reclaim his throne unless you, uh, you know, fight the Lannisters with us and then we'll kill him. Hmm. They, they know about Euron taking it, right? They do. Yeah, Rob does. Okay, so... I assume must. he's told his lords by now, so yeah. Yeah. 
Rob considers this and nods, saying they'll keep him alive for now. He asks Bolton to hold him secure at the Dreadfort until they've retaken the north. Bolton then explains what happened at the Trident on his way up here. Their host ended up splitting because the waters were so flooded that they had to ferry everyone across on their few small boats and multiple trips. But the Lannisters attacked those who were still waiting to cross as they were like mid getting people across. So a third of Bolton's force was cut down by Gregor Clegane and gang. There were also heavy losses at Duskendale, he informs Rob. And Rob spits the word like a curse. Duskendale. He says Robert Glover will answer for that when he sees him. Dude, I'm so confused by the Duskendale situation. I don't recall Duskendale. Well, I remember <laughs> at one point there, they were talking about uh, how he lost a, like a lot of lives while trying to take this place and he was like why the fuck were they taking duskendale like why did i lose this many men for duskendale Mm. do you remember that yeah yeah but i still don't think i really understand like the situation here yeah i don't remember it as much like who is robert glover and why was he so insistent on taking duskendale and like what happened that makes rob hate it so much like yeah you lost men there and that sucks and because he didn't care for such a small town. Like, yeah. why am I dying for Duskendale? Yeah. <laughs> why am I losing lives for Duskendale? Why is Robert Glover, like, just going off on his own taking Duskendale? Hmm. Like, I'm really confused. I hope there's more of an explanation for this later. Anyway, Bolton says Glover was heedless after he learned that Deepwood Mott had falled. Fallen. Fault? Fault. <laughs> I wrote fault. I was like, that's all right. Uh, <laughs> grief and fear will do that to a man. What is... What? Is Deepwood Mott, like, the Glover home or something? Like, what is the... I don't understand. Why did Glover <laughs> take Duskendale? What's the big deal? <laughs> what is the big deal with Duskendale? Its lasting effect is to bleed Rob's store. Okay, don't spoilers. Yeah, is it still happening? Is the battle still there? What do you mean? Like, is the battle of Duskendale not over? Oh, maybe not. I'm like asking you because you're saying, like, no spoilers, no spoilers. Oh. Well, I don't. It sounded like you were saying some lasting effects that come, like, kind of after. Oh, I think we <laughs> we know that this. Never mind. <laughs> we know like his men are fucking up. His men are fucking up for sure. Yeah, but like, is it on purpose? I think is the question. Or like, what's? Why is this happening? <laughs> oh, sounds like you discovered something. Spoilers. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's all spoilers. Apparently more will come out later. Okay, good. That's that's all I want to know. Because I, I don't... I'm like, am I missing something? Or is this... Are. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm glad it's not just me being stupid I don't stupid think then. Rob doesn't know, though. He's just mad about it. Okay, that's fair. He's like, what the fuck? Why are they spending so much fucking time over at fucking Duskendale? What's going on? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Okay. 
So Kat asks how many men Bolton brought for Rob, and he says around 500 horse and 3,000 foot. 3,000? I thought it was 300. I thought it was 3,000. Oh, jeez. Because that's not that bad. Yeah. Mostly Dreadfort men and some car hold. He thought it best to keep the car Starks close with their loyalty so doubtful. I was like, bruh. <laughs> bruh. <laughs> so, is this like... Was it really uh, an accident what happened at the Trident? If you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, did he ferry across his men and the Karstarks first? You know? On purpose? <laughs> you yeah. know? This might have. Hey. Spoilers. <laughs> Bruh. I'm, like, shook People by how many little hints are here. Don't know. Yeah, this is true, but... Bruce is the good guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Horse. His his sigil is only a flayed man. <laughs> <laughs> He's just so cold that even uh, he shocks Catelyn every single time they talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's only every single time that they speak that Cat is like, what a cold, cold man. Hates his own son. Damn. Let's trust him. <laughs> <laughs> what can she do? Yeah. Anyway, Rob says it should be enough men. Bolton will have his rear guard when they start for the neck. After his uncle is wedded and bedded, they're going home. Nice. nice. That's it. That's that mm -hmm. chapter. I actually, like, did pretty good on summarizing, I think, this time. <laughs> As opposed to every other time? Yeah, every other time. I'm like... So she says this, and he says that, and then she yeah. says this, and then this person scratches their nose, and then... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, there's a lot of talking, it's gone. Fuck summarizing. <laughs> oh, wait. No, wait, I have a question for you. Oh. About the missing guy. Missing guy. Wait, can you say it again? Oh, Sir Perwin? Mm-hmm. The guy, um, yeah, he's not around. Mm -hmm. He's mentioned a few times of not being around. Mm -hmm. Where is he? Who is this guy? Why is, why is he hidden? Why? Have you read the next Catelyn chapter? I did. Okay. <laughs> Have you? Yes. So, I read it, like, right before I ate dinner and then came here. Hang on. Yeah, and you're like, hot diggity. Hot, hot diggity. <laughs> it was more like a... I don't recognize names, was he? Ouch, my heart. <laughs> um... She does think at one point about how, like, everything's kind of making sense and this is why he wasn't here. I don't know if she names him specifically, but she definitely mm -hmm. thinks of, like, some people. I don't know. I'll, I'll make sure to make note of that when I summarize that chapter. Okay. But... Also, extremely well written, that chapter. Continue. <laughs> Yes, well, let's not talk about a chapter that we haven't summarized. No. <laughs> let's not talk about, like, a chapter that's two chapters from now. Not. Um, so Sir Perwin was the guy who was escorting her around. So he was, let's say, more loyal to Rob, perhaps, as his king. I'll leave that there. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, okay. Could be why he's not here. Winky winky. Man, I don't remember names at all. 
<laughs> such a very basic. <laughs> I guess technically it's not a basic name. Wait, let me summarize this chapter. Oh um, yeah. Okay, so we're gonna do chapter fifty, Aria. However, Jess has not summarized this chapter, so this is gonna be a a wing it like that one time I did with John. <laughs> Can you do an Aria? No, it was a John chapter. It was like uh, two chapters or two books ago or something. Oh, I thought you did an Arya chapter that involved um, the little Frey boy squire at Harrenhal complaining to Arya about how his princess is no longer his to marry. And they were like mind blown, like, oh my god, that means Rob already married. Broke his vows to the Freys. I don't fucking remember. <laughs> okay. Alright, I'll do my hardest. <laughs> One sec as I try to read it. <laughs> Alright, so they're heading to the twins, and I think it's the night of the wedding. Oh, okay. And as they're, like, traveling on a cart, and uh, Sandor is disguised as a someone who's trying to sell pork. Oh, uh, yeah. So outriders come to check up on, like, who the hell is approaching, and it's a knight with two squires on either side. <laughs> they're quite the team. Maybe, like, I was like, damn, that sounds cool as fuck. Also, it was pretty hot when I read this last time, too. Wait, what's cool? I just thought the idea of, like, a knight coming down with his two squires on either side, and he's got his sword, and they have their bows, and they're, like, all ready to go. <laughs> I was like, damn, this is a cool team. <laughs> <laughs> Who are these guys? Okay, dude. Okay, I'll shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so the hound warns her to freaking keep her head down, not talk, as they're approached and um the hound is also looking down so no one can see him oh because they would recognize him immediately they know who he is the riders circle them like looking up at what's in their uh wagon and looking at them as uh sandor stops the wagon and waits for them to start to talk to him the sigil on the knight's surcoat is a black pitchfork on a golden bar upon a russet field. Arya does not recognize the sigil. Mm-hmm. And she's kind of like confused about why she hasn't seen any north on northern sigils that she might recognize as they get closer to. She's like, Where, where's my family? Where are the people I know? Right. She knows that she's heading towards her family, but she's like, I don't recognize no one. Mm-hmm. So she's kind of like anxious, I think. I imagine that would be uh she's just like desperate to see something, someone she recognizes, you know. Something familiar, please. Yeah, exactly. The knight demands to know their business at twins. And the hound mumbles very quietly like these bring in salt pork. If you please you sir. Oh yeah, and he like stole this cart of salt pork from some like rando who was just traveling the road right I don't did it say that in this chapter yeah I think so just mentioned it briefly Mm -hmm. well I'm gonna believe you (laughs) (laughs) because I can't find it there's obviously more details to like how he stole it but yeah don't surprise me the knight isn't interested in pork I think it's gross. Like, um, this isn't worthy of a wedding. Yeah. Of my lord's wedding. 
get this peasant um, food out of here. He asks where he got the horse, which is clearly not a wagon pulling working horse. It's clearly a war horse. And Clegane tells him that his uh, lady told him to bring it as a wedding gift for the young Lord Tully. Mm. Sir. She's very polite to this knight, using mm -hmm. his sirs. <laughs> um, he tells him that it was Lady Went who sent him. Old right. Lady Went. The knight doesn't really have much respect for Lady Went, but he still like waves him down the road and it's like, go on, fine, whatever. Mm -hmm. So they head on, and when they're the outriders are like gone in the distance, he starts talking shit. It's like fucking Sir Donald, hey, <laughs> this dumbass, like I've like taken more horses off of him. He's <laughs> <laughs> like saying it's not even a good jouster. Like I, I fight him all the time. Like freaking, he sucks at melee too. <laughs> <laughs> and Arya's like, well, why doesn't he? Why didn't he recognize you? <laughs> so, Sander explains for like the 100th time that knights are freaking idiots bro he's like it would be beneath him to look twice at some peasant just keep your eyes down and your tone respectful and say sir a lot and the knights will not see you freaking wow. invisible to them and i feel like this is a life lesson that Arya might take forever oh head down stay polite and you'll invisible Invisible in your to lords and ladies. I was wow. like, "Oh shit! Oh shit!" The formation of Arya right here. Uh, yeah, she. Uh, she. <laughs> is a good teacher, I think. Yeah, damn, <laughs> pretty dope for Arya. Anyways, um, Arya is kind of like doesn't quite believe him, but at the same time, like she just saw that this guy did not recognize him, so she's kind of like, uh. Mm-hmm. Like, thinking on it a little bit more. Oh, she had um, asked him previously, like, why doesn't he just go up and, like, just bring her to them instead of, like, sneaking in like this? And he's like, well, that way he'll end up before um, her brother in chains. Like, they're not gonna just let him in all willy-nilly. Like, they, he's gonna get freaking arrested or whatever. True. If you were to try and go in with her. Like, they're sneaking in, bro. Sneaking in. Oh, yeah, right here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it explains that they met a farmer on the King's Road. Um, oh, I'm super sorry. I thought it had mentioned it earlier. In the no. Chapter. <laughs> no okay. that well. Hound, Hound had um, taken him at sword point. He and the farmer called him a robber, and he's like, no, I'm a forager. <laughs> <laughs> like, whatever helps you sleep at night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. And he, like, he even takes the poor farmer's boots. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah adding insult to injury yep <laughs> by evening they're still trudging towards <laughs> the castles the twins but Arya's like she knows that she should be excited but instead she's just feeling really really anxious mm -hmm. her stomach is all knotted up and she's kind of like kind of like scared apparently she had a bad dream the night before a terrible dream but she can't remember it. But it like made her feel bad the whole day. The whole day she's like, feeling like this ominous darkness. Like something bad is going to happen. Do you think she actually feels like something like bad is going to go down? Or is she just like... I'm just explaining anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay. <laughs> Impending sense of doom. 
Yeah, I'm wondering mm. if it's the same, like, thing about her not being sure that her family will pay for her. It could be that, too. could be that she might also feel like maybe she's thinking right now that it's just that, but it might be like her senses are sensing something else. Yeah, possibly. Good for day. Maybe she's in tune to a... To a... Greywind? Greywind. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what's the fucking... What's the His thing? anger <laughs> and fear. Yeah. She keeps trying to, like, like soothe herself and be like, it's just Rob. It's Rob's army. Like, she's not in straight danger. She's fine. Mm-hmm. Like, even if they are caught, um, trying to sneak in, like, you know, like, she's Arya. They bring her straight to Rob. Right, right. Yeah, like, she's nothing to worry about. Right. And then she remembers that Roose Bolton is one of them. And she's like, oh, shit, she's got to hide from him because he's going to he's gonna recognize her. Oh, yeah. She was his little cupbearer. Mm-hmm. And she's, like, has a, a lot of bad memories of the bloody mummers and all that. And she's just scared of him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it describes that she looks like a drowned rat. And apparently the hound had cut her hair again. But he was nowhere near as good as Yorin. Even if Yorin was good. And he had left a bald spot on her side of the head. I was imagining her soaking wet with, like, no hair. And then one bald spot. Oh, poor (laughs) Arya. eyes look like a drowned rat. (laughs) Oh, that's just hysterical. She's rolling up like, hey, mom. (laughs) Nice to see you, mom. Oh my god. Even if they were captured, like, do you think anyone would have believed her as being Arya Stark in the way she looked? Fuck no. Like, it would take a lot. Uh, they would, I think they could convince them, but if it was like a do you believe me right away type of thing, it would be like, no, mm-hmm. I do not. <laughs> yeah. Apparently they hear the music before they even saw the castle in descent, which is crazy. Mm. The distant rattle of drums, the blare of horns, mm-hmm. the sound of pipes, and then the growl of the river, and the sound of the rain beating on their heads. Mm. The hound says that they must have missed the wedding, but it sounds like the feast is still going, so he's gonna get rid of her soon. And Arya's like, no, be rid of you! Fuck you! <laughs> yeah, fuck you! I like, I like how cute she is. No, I'll be rid of you! <laughs> so they reach like an area where they can fully see the twins and all the camps and she sees like hundreds of horses thousands of men all like standing underneath like huge feast tents you know mm-hmm. it sounds like they're having a good time like drinking singing toasting mm-hmm. music's getting louder and she like notices that the music sounds like terrible right yeah she's saying it sounded more like a battle than a song she's like telling the hound like they're not very good Ooh. Um, <laughs> Ooh. the hound is like uh, the, uh lord Frey is uh getting old maybe he's been deaf in his old age <laughs> she wishes it's daytime because as they travel through the camps um she's trying to look at the the, the flags or the sigils to see if she recognizes any any of them, but she can't see any. Oh, yeah. it's so dark. Yeah, they're all, like, gray. Yeah, it's so dark. And she's, like, like trying to look at the people, too. Like, the men doesn't recognize any. Mm-hmm. 
so she's still like feeling sick and like nervous because nothing is familiar. They're oh. just going around the outside of the perimeter, and now they're trying to get in, where mm-hmm. there is some dude, guards, a couple of guards, who stop them. One of the guards has the uh, flayed men of the dread fort, so she's immediately like freaked out. She's like, "Oh shit!" Right. Oh shit. Sandor tells them that he's there to bring salted pork to the wedding feast, uh-huh. and this Bolton guard is like. Salt pork's no fit meat for a lord's wedding feast. Mm-hmm. And then Sandor is like, but I also have pickled pig's feet too, sir. <laughs> Delicious. And then the guard's like, well, hot damn, should have said something earlier. And he goes, kidding. He's like, that's gross. <laughs> He's like, the feast is half done. But Sandor keeps insisting, like, I was told to go. I was told. I was told. I was told, for fuck's sake. Told. And the guard is like, well, the castle's closed. Too freaking mad. But he's like, but you can unload by the feast tents. And he sends them on the, his way to the feast tents. Oh, shit. The hound spurs the spurs stranger forward the wagon. And he uh, just rolls past the feast tents. He's not He's not going to unload there. Oh. <laughs> Arya keeps looking at the tents, keeps looking for the... Sigils keeps looking at the man, trying to see something familiar. She does not see anything. Where familiar. the fuck are all the Northmen? Yeah, well, she's Northmen. I mean, Stark familiar. Yeah, it seems as though the drinking has been going on for hours because the men seem extremely drunk, mm-hmm. stumbling around, singing, shouting toasts, clacking cups, really getting it on getting it on Um, (laughs) all she sees are strangers she sees a man relieving himself but he wasn't someone she knew she sees a half-dressed girl burst out of a tent laughing and followed by a man who she does not recognize she sees archers playing with their bows practicing but she doesn't know them she's a maester but that's not maester lewin she looks up at the twins and it's not Winterfell. Oh. Yeah. She's mm, really having they, a moment here, huh? Yeah. Like she's like, is this really where my family is? Like she is really like uncertain. Mm-hmm. And they get pretty close to some of the feast tents where like everyone is freaking packed like sardines, but she's still like jealously looking in there because at least they're dry while she's soaking wet. Right. And she can hear shouting like, "Here's to Lord Edmure and Lady Franklin." Here's to the young wolf and Queen Jane. And she's like, who's Queen Jane? Who the she only fuck? knows who Queen Cersei. Who the fuck is Queen Jane? Yeah. She asks, that's the feast tent. Shouldn't we stop? And he's like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> he's uh, on a mission and he's uh, not about to delay. She sees deep in some of these fe- uh, tea- fe- fe- feast tents. <laughs> Men with um, beards, wearing cloaks of bear skin and seal skin, and from their toasts and the songs they're singing, she she's like, oh, Carstark's numbers, and she wants to go in there. Oh, because those are her father's men. Indeed. But Sander is like, no, your brother is in the castle with your mother. Don't you want them instead? And she's like, well, yeah, but 
but what about what the guard said? And he's like, he can bugger himself with a hot poker. Damn. And then he's like, it's your bloody brother I want. And they continue on. And that is that chapter. Damn, okay. Yeah, like the foreboding that this chapter is straight up, like, feeding me. And I was on edge. Like, I had to, I had to open. Go to the next page and continue. Like I could not. <laughs> yeah, it's like the music that you hear, yeah. like the cacophony of like drums and like the clash of different songs and like mm-hmm. just like the Her horrible noise. Thinking that it sounds like a battle. Her thinking it sounds like a battle. <laughs> yeah, and then like not seeing any of Rob's men. Mm-hmm. Like, just feeling so alone. Nothing's familiar to her. My gosh, that next Aria chapter. That's gonna be a hard read, I think. That's gonna be uh it's gonna be hard to read for sure. And it's definitely gonna be hard uh, to su- <laughs> to summarize the next Catlin chapter. Oh man. Yeah. Yep. But uh Yeah, I'm looking forward. It was extre- extremely cinematic. That was good chapter despite how painful it was indeed we'll talk more about it next week when you join us again for uh you know what i'm just gonna say it's the red wedding next week is the red wedding motherfuckers if you didn't expect it now then it's fucking here it's happening and we're not prepared well i'm not I am. <laughs> Jess is I cheering. Mean, kind of like sad about reading from Arya's perspective, just because she's just a kid, right? But like Callan's perspective, hot damn, hot yeah. damn. I'm excited. Uh, let's just say George does not hold back. No, as uh, as we would expect from him. <laughs> <laughs> joke. What? Hold back, George. Holding back since yeah. when? Since when? No, he doesn't hold back, which is what we would expect. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. It is what it is. That's next week. I don't think I need to <laughs> sell this anymore because it's the red fucking wedding, dude. Hell yeah! All right, come back next week. We're gonna do Catelyn, Arya. Possibly someone else. <laughs> Possibly someone else. Who knows? We'll see how long it takes to cry my way through the Red Wedding. <laughs> we might have a lot to say for the Red Wedding, too. We will. <laughs> I, I do have, like, some notes, like, I want to say this, I want to say that. <laughs> oh, yeah. And comparing it to the show will be fascinating, too. But that's next week! All right. <laughs> If you want more of the podcast, please follow us on Instagram. You can follow the podcast at TigBab Podcast, or you can follow us separately. My handle is Crimby, just as is just.egan24. You can also find us on Facebook. Just search TigBab Podcast or Tea is Good, Books Are Better, and we should show up there. Also, please subscribe to our good friend Baram Barami on YouTube. He's the one who made our jingle, which you heard at the start of this episode. And he's a really cool guy and makes dope stuff, so check him out. 
And you can also join our Patreon, patreon.com slash better. We have a few different tea-themed tiers with fun rewards, such as behind-the-scenes content, outtakes, and mini-episodes in which we force our brother to watch Game of Thrones, which he hates. So you will be getting something in return for your contribution, and you'd also be helping us improve the podcast with better equipment. But we also just appreciate you listening. And please don't forget to share the podcast with your family and your friends. It is the best way for us to grow. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you in the next one. Bye-bye. Bye.